0: As the Pentagon releases a report on the recent UFO sightings across America, it begs the question, should you and I be building an arsenal of tinfoil hats? Should we be building our personal underground bunkers instead of listening to this episode? Or should we be following the money? Welcome to Lucas Scrobot Show. I'm Lucas Scrobot, and this is where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. Welcome to episode 229. We are in the month of June. June 6th, as we're recording, you'll be listening to this and getting into your hands on June 7th. But the Pentagon recently released a report on these. UFO sightings that have been happening across America. Now, these videos were leaked a number of years ago in 2017, and the conversation has been building and building to this point. In fact, the conversation about UFOs' unidentified aircraft or UAP's unidentified aerial phenomenon has been happening for quite some time. Even even back in the 90s with The X-Files, which the theme track we just played for it for our intro today, we've been questioning even in the the classic movie the gods must be crazy people were wondering what are these strange objects flying in the sky
1: lately strange new things sometimes appeared in the sky noisy birds that flew without flapping their wings
0: and here we are again back back in the same place wondering what are these strange objects flying in the sky? Is it a, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it Superman? Is it E.T.? Is it aliens? Is it trans-dimensional beings? Is it the Russians or the Chinese? Is it the U.S. military that they're covering for? What is the truth? Well, as I said, we've been asking this question for years in fact it's a common question that presidents get asked and so here's president trump president trump actually weighed on this weighed in on this uh, a number of years ago during one of his election uh, election times where he's interviewed by donald junior here's president trump talking about roswell and if we will ever learn the secret
2: would you ever open up Roswell and let us know what's really going on there? So
0: many people ask me that question. I you know, it know, it sounds
2: almost ridiculous, no, it but it's, it's actually sense. the real question I want to It sounds like know. a cute question, but it's actually, there are millions and millions of people that want to go there, that want to see it. I won't talk to you about
0: what I know about it, but it's very interesting. But Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. Well, that was a non-answer from former President Donald Trump. Of course, everyone wants to see what's in Roswell. Of course, everyone wonders what's in, inside of top military bases, Area 51. But we have been seeing these sightings across America recently of these strange, strange objects that seem to be hovering in space and, and turning and having these strange propulsions. And we're to break down exactly what we're seeing But before we do, we have another president that likes to weigh in on the UFO conspiracies, and it is our one and only President Obama. Here's Obama on Jimmy Kimmel back a few years ago talking about his experience as president and what he uncovered. Here's President Obama.
3: The, the aliens won't list. let it happen. <laughs> you reveal all their secrets. <laughs> they, 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 they exercise strict control over us. Now, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to examine your, your facial expressions here, um, every, every twitch, everything, oh, no. and say, and of course, so did you look? Did you see? Did you explore? I, I, I can't reveal anything. Oh, really? Because President Clinton said he did go right in, and he did check, and there was nothing. Well, you know that's that's what we're instructed to say.
0: <laughs> All right, I love it. I love it. President Obama was such a funny, funny guy. Great orator, great communicator. But he was right. I mean, may- maybe maybe there's some coded, cryptid language there where he's actually telling the truth that we are under strict control and uh, of the aliens. You know, they 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 run a type shit around here. We got to make sure not to not to reveal too much of the aliens. We're given the alien talk points. Of course, the government has the the talk points that they have to they have to say everything that they have to cover for. If it really is a government conspiracy, if there really are aliens in Area Fifty One in Roswell, if these objects that have been flying around, if they're really UFOs, if they're really aliens from another dimension, well. As this has been coming out, Obama was recently on another talk show with James Corden, and he weighs in again on whether or not there are UFOs. Here's President Obama.
3: When it comes to aliens, uh, there's some things I just can't tell you uh, on air.
0: (laughs) Um, See? See, there it is. There's some things he can't tell us. That probably means they're actually real. He knows the truth. The truth is out there, gang.
4: But you'll tell us off that. Eh? Great.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, no, look, look, uh, the truth, the truth is that when I came into office, I asked, right? I, I was like, all right, you know, is-, is there the lab somewhere where we're keeping the, uh, <laughs> alien specimens in <laughs> spaceship? Uh, and, uh. Uh, my, you know, they did a little bit of research and, uh, uh the answer was no. Uh,
0: uh, of course, of course, the answer's no. Of course, people like Trump and Obama are covering for the deep state cover up, uh, covering for the UFOs, the, the aliens that are already here controlling everything. Of course, they already, of course, they're going to say no. Here, it goes on. Uh, um, but what? What is true, uh, and I'm, I'm
3: actually being serious here, is, is that uh, there are, uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't Cryptic. know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. Uh, they, they did not have um, an easily explainable pattern.
0: I like that. I like that, President Obama. They did not have an easily explainable pro- uh, pattern, an easily explainable movement. The people, we've seen things on these clips that are very hard to explain. Now, if you listen to the previous episode where we talked about witchcraft you're into, if you're into underwater basket weaving, or if you're into witchcraft, which is, I believe, a great driver in propaganda the the spiritual realm the battle that we are we are all fighting in the spiritual realm which drives those media narratives so you might think that i'm going to come out on this episode and say i'm a believer i i'm a believer in in the aliens they are here and among us no i'm actually not i don't believe in aliens from a far and distant planet that just the sheer mathematics the, the Goldilocks principle of whether or not there is, is even inhabitable life far away. And if there was, how would these beings travel millions of light years of so the closest star is four light years away, which would take many, many uh, generations for us as humans to traverse it. Uh, the fact that there are places that there could even be if there were inhabitable planets with intelligent life that could traverse the galaxies, it would take millions and millions of years. And if they spent millions of years to get to our little speck in 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 this in this solar system in the Milky Way, a tiny tiny little speck, even if they got here, why would they hide? That's my my thought on aliens, as far as you know. Extraterrestrials from another planet. Now, if we were talking about elves, if we're talking about transdimensional beings, if we're talking about the the paranormal, okay, yeah, I'm totally I'm totally buying into that. Totally believe that. Uh, you know, from my own experience, from historical experience, I, I think it is very reasonable to accept that there is a spiritual dimension that interacts and interface with our everyday lives. So that begs the question a lot of people would even say, well, maybe these are trans-dimensional beings. They're beings from the, asp- the aspheric plane that they need some sort of uh vehicle to travel through the natural realm. And these are actually uh whether it's the Nephilim or demonic beings or elves or warlocks, whatever they whatever they are. I don't know all the I don't know all the fancy terms, that they're in this spiritual spacecraft that we are witnessing. And this is actually a supernatural activity that's happening across the earth that just so happens to be highly concentrated around military bases in America. Strange. It's possible. It's definitely possible, but we're going to look at some of the more reasonable, more naturally occurring uh, reasons of why And what these objects could be. So first, here's a report from Sky News, which I think intros this, what the report and some of the the flying objects that we have been seeing in these leaked documents that the the Pentagon officially released saying, yep, these videos are not doctored. They're not made made up. We have evidence of these videos. These videos are real. We don't know what they are, but they are real. Here is the clip from Sky News to intro this all in.
4: In the language of the U.S. Department of Defense, these are unidentified aerial phenomena, videos which add fuel to the belief of some. that We are not alone. The first incident was filmed off the California coast in 2004, an oval shape hovering. And in the words of the Navy pilot who recorded this, not behaving by the normal laws of physics.
5: In
0: 2015,
4: pilots flying like off the that. so
0: that so that first one that they saw in 2004, that one is called the fluor, which is important, which will come up a little bit later in some preceding clips. Here's the the second uh, unidentified object that they saw, which this one is called the Gimbal. Oh.
4: East Coast of America spotted this. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots from the west. Look okay, at thing, dude. Again, its speed and movement, apparently astounding, experienced air crew.
3: That is on dude. But if there's like anything, it's rotating.
4: That same year, racing across the surface of the ocean, something that it took some skill to capture.
0: And this one is creatively called the Go Fast. And if you're if you're watching or if you're listening and not watching, this is a, a little tiny white blimp as it goes across the ocean. the 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 gimbal was uh was a it looked like this black mark that has a halo of white around it. And as they videoed it, this this object began to turn as it hovered in the air. It, it, what looked like it was going extraordinarily fast. But here is the, the clip of the go fast as it's called. And it's this little dot that's zooming across the ocean.
4: All of these videos have been leaked in the past, but the U.S. government now confirms they are genuine. In a statement, the Department of Defense said it was releasing the videos in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that's been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos. The aerial phenomena observed in these videos, they say, remain characterized as unidentified.
0: And so I, that's an important point. What the, the Department of Defense is saying, we're releasing these videos to clear up any misconceptions of whether or not this footage was doctored, and then they're saying the footage is real, but we don't know what they are. This is aerial phenomenon, and I like how they're not saying unidentified flying objects, UFOs, but they're saying it's unidentified aerial phenomenon, meaning it could be a speck of dust on the lens. It could be that the radar is malfunctioning. It could be a number of things. These could be weather balloons. We don't know. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind when we approach the question of what is happening here. We can't just jump straight to, well, this is proof of alien life form, and it is definitely not the U.S. Department of Defense saying, hey, uh, ET is here, Uh, Roswell is is just an alien base and uh, the X-Files got it right. That's not what they're saying at all. Here is a clip from No Man Merchant from the AP, and he weighs in and and sheds some more light on what is happening.
5: UAPs and UFOs, we're talking about basically the same broad thing of these objects that pilots have episodically seen and not been able to explain. And so this report, which is still being finalized. This report finds there isn't a definitive explanation for around 120 incidents, reported incidents of UFOs. It also finds, according to one of the officials that we spoke to, that there's no evidence that these phenomena are from secret U.S. programs, which has been a hypothesis that people have long speculated about. Um, And it doesn't, establish a definitive link to extraterrestrial life or alien life, but it doesn't rule it out either. So basically, we're in the same place we always were uh, before this report, uh, which is people who believe in UFOs will find something to hold on to. People who are skeptical about UFOs will find something to hold on to. But the fact remains that this is a national security concern and it's being taken seriously by all elements of government.
0: And that's, I mean, how how extremely disappointing is that? I mean, finally we have footage. Finally they're coming out, and we're it's it's as if nothing was said. You know, it's like those TV shows where my wife and I I can't believe can getting this tangent. My wife and I we watch this show called The Blacklist, and it would seem as if every episode they're going to tell they're going to reveal the secret and nothing new is shared. And I hate that. And it just feels like this in real life, where the government is essentially saying nothing. And in the words of Obama,
3: Well, you know, that's that's what we're instructed to say.
0: <laughs> that's what we're instructed to say. Of course, of course, the U.S. government is going to say, well, this isn't proof of actual extraterrestrial life. And of course, you know, this isn't proof of you know, of course, they're going to deny that it's their own military aircraft. If it is their own military aircraft, of course, they're not going to say that for a wide number of reasons. They, If they had that technology, they wouldn't want their enemies to necessarily know that they had that technology. And we know, I mean, the F-16 was tested for, I believe, 20 years before it was revealed to the public. So the technology that we see flying around in the skies today, that's old and dated technology. And technology has been rapidly uh, growing and multiplying. And the half-life of, or the half-doubling of technology is shrinking and shrinking. I believe the last I heard, it's every 18 months, the knowledge of the world Doubles, which is extraordinary. We live in extraordinary times. So in my opinion, it really could be the fact that we're seeing drones from the military. And it could be. They're drones from Russia or China. And that's another place that people really like to pin this. Well, this isn't U.S. activity. This might be Russia. This might be China. And if you pause and think, well, why might that be the narrative that's being pushed? Who does that benefit? Who does that benefit? If all of a sudden we have an enemy that has all this technology, that that gives a certain type of person with a certain agenda mm, some incentive to keep that story alive. Here is Michael Shermer, who is from uh, the editor of Skeptic Magazine, and he weighs in on the UFOs as well. Here we go, Michael. I'm not saying there's no aliens anywhere in the universe. That's a separate question
2: from have they come here? Are they out there? Have they come here? They're probably out there. They probably haven't come here. That's-
0: and, and there's a reason that they probably haven't come here. And the reason is they are so, so far away that they would have to have left millions of years ago or have figured out how to create wormholes and travel. And why would they come to this planet here? And there are no radio signals that are being transmitted and reaching us so it would be very it be it's very unlikely that these are aliens from another planet now again there is the argument that these could be transdimensional beings from another dimension from a spiritual realm that are manifesting in the physical realm and sure i can buy that but in these three videos as we will see i don't really think that's the case
2: They're probably out there. They probably haven't come here. That's my conclusion, although we have no evidence one way or the other uh, for either of those questions. But you can then kind of do a probability estimate of, you know, these three hypotheses, you know, mundane, prosaic, video effects, camera effects, lenses, balloons, and so on. Uh, Russian-Chinese assets, which we know it can't be because no one can be that far ahead of us. That's not how it works. Or aliens. And in terms of skeptical principles, just remember, you know, before you say something is out of this world, first make sure it's not in this world. So let's let's not jump to extraordinary claims until we have the ordinary ones uh, ruled out. And then the ECRI principle, we call it, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence.
0: Extraordinary claims requires extraordinary evidence. Do we have extraordinary evidence? I like uh, Elon Musk, I believe, tweeted that if you look at the the level of cameras and the resolution of cameras over the last 100 years, 200 years, our technology of the cameras have gotten better and better and better. And yet, our ability to see these Unidentified flying objects have remained the same. They're all still fuzzy, unclear, far away, nothing up close. So, when you look at the last point that Shermer makes of saying, okay, is this something that's extraterrestrial? Is this something that's extraordinary that needs extraordinary evidence? And if so, if they're really here, one, why haven't they shown themselves? Why are they only going to the governments? That would kind of be strange. And two, if you travel millions of light years, you think that you would show up and say something and you're not going to hide. And if you are hiding, why? And two, if you are hiding, then you would be able to hide if you have these amazing technology to traverse the universe. The, this, the second point that he made, which was... Uh, a is there military technology? And he brought up the fact that, well, it's probably not the fact that China or Russia has it, because if they had technology like that, then we probably would be right on pace with their technology. It's just normally not one group is so far off, especially with all the espionage that goes on and spying that goes on. People would know. The, The government would know. Whether they're covering for that, that's another story. And the first point that he made, was visual phenomenon? Are these visual phenomenon that's happening? Shermer says in uh, another piece uh, from NBC, Michael Shermer says in rattles off how phenomenon that appear otherworldly may just be a normal occurrence here on earth. Shermer says ninety to ninety five percent of all UFO sightings he said, can be explained as weather balloons, flares and sky lanterns, flying planes in formation, secret military aircraft, birds reflecting the sun, planes reflecting the sun, blimps, helicopters, the planet Venus or Mars, meteors or meteorite space junk, satellites, swamp gas, ball lightning, ice crystals. It goes on. Light reflected in a cockpit window, temperature inversions, punch clouds. For any of these, he says, to be real, we need something more than a grainy video and blurred photographs. We need real hard evidence, extraordinary evidence, because this would be one of the most extraordinary claims if it was proved true. So how can we first take this information? If he says there's all these possibilities, it could be the sun reflecting, it could be weather balloons, it could be a malfunction with a radar system. Let's actually go through and break down whether these three videos, I know there's other videos out there, but whether these three videos, not even their eyewitness accounts, but just these videos, are something that's extraordinary evidence, or can it be explained in the natural realm? Can it be explained with things that are of this world before we jump to, well, they're just, you know, there's something from another dimension and that the aliens are going to show up as, you know, the savior of the universe to save the world from global warming. And this is all a big, a a big uh, deep state ploy and globalist ploy to make you and I believe that the aliens are really out there. And when they come, they're going to be the saviors of mankind to save us from global warming and all the terrible pandemics that are going to come to the earth. Because, you know, now that we've had one, we're going to have multiple, multiple, multiple more year after year after year, as has been predicted by some people. So let's break down before we jump to that. Before we jump to the deep conspiracy theory that all of us love, who doesn't love a good conspiracy theory to talk over the fire with, with your, with, with, with your buds and your girls? Everyone loves a good conspiracy theory. It gets our brain wondering about the great unknown and fantasizing about, about all the possible alternate realities that could be out there and what it could mean for our life. Because oftentimes our lives are boring and mundane. We go through the day-in, day-out routine and ritual, and it feels good to, to dream about a conspiracy. It makes us feel like we're caught up in something that's bigger than ourselves, and we all want to be caught up in something that's bigger than ourselves. But alas, here's Mick West to sadly just smash all of our wild hopes and conspiracy dreams to pieces
1: military simply doesn't want to talk about uh, things like this because they are active investigations into unidentified objects that in, uh, go into airspace. If there's an airspace incursion, that's a real issue that needs to get looked into. And of course, we have very, very real issues now with drones, and increasingly other nations and other bad actors are going to be using drones to try to get into our airspace aerospace to spy on us and possibly even attack us. So that's something that needs to be
0: dealt with but people are conflating this issue with... Before we get into the conflating, what he's saying here is that, one, the military will not and does not want to talk about this. If the military has technology like this that's out there, there is no way that they're going to be like, yep, yeah, you caught us on a video. We're, we're going to spill the beans now. No way. They need to. It's against their best interest and against America's best interest to share that information even if it was information of technology from uh, another country that's at war, that's trying to spy, it would be against America's best interest. But it does, it does make sense that we have drone technology that who knows the, the level of technology that we have that's out there he, he continues with the conflation
1: the idea that uh, these ufos demonstrate amazing physics and possibly even aliens i mean that's more extreme interpretation but you know the idea that this is some kind of secret warp drive or it's uh, defying physics as we know it there really isn't any good evidence for that and if you look at the videos the videos do not su- support that advanced physics argument
0: now before you say well well yes it does of course i mean look look at this this dot fly across the ocean or look at the way that the gimbal spins. How can you possibly explain that? Well, Mick West is pretty smart when it comes to debunking uh, these things. And so we're gonna go through three short clips of Mick briefly talking about how the the FLIR video, the the gimbal video with the UFO essentially spinning on its axis as it looks like it's traveling at uh incredibly high speed and the go fast which is a little blip over the ocean we're going to be looking at some of those very short clips where he breaks down what's happening and if you want to know more you can always check out his youtube channel the link of course is in the show notes here the, here's the first clip of the fleur video the fleur video is most
1: likely a distant plane the video was taken well after the famous encounter with a hypersonic zigzagging tic-tac by pilots from the Nimitz. This object doesn't actually move on screen except when the camera moves and it resembles an out of focus, low resolution backlit
0: plane. On on the screen on his YouTube video, you can see the, the silhouette of a plane and then the silhouette of a plane that's quite blurred due to the, it being far off in the distance and then he compares that to the actual video and you can see that, oh yeah, that is kind of the same shape.
1: I don't know what the pilot saw, but this video does not show anything really interesting.
0: So that's the floor video, which is the the one where you see a, an object, what looks like it's floating in in the atmosphere, and it only moves or rotates when the camera moves, which can be easily explained. Here's the second video that was released by the the, Department of Defense, which is called the Gimbal Video.
1: The gimbal video is also probably of a plane. It's not rotating. What you see is the infrared glare of the engines, which is larger than the plane. It looks like it's rotating because of an artifact of the gimbal-mounted camera system. This is all a bit confusing, so I made several videos explaining it. Uh, Oh, and the aura around the plane, that's just image sharpening. It happens all the time in thermal camera footage. It's not an alien warp drive. It's just the
0: uncharped mask filter. If If you have seen this video, you see this black dot, because what's happening, this is an infrared camera. So the black signifies heat. And so we see this big ball of heat, essentially, that's showing up on the infrared camera. And around that big ball of heat is this white glow, which is the computer creating a greater contrast by putting a a greater sharpening of the edge. So it makes everything around the object light so a human eye can more easily identify and see the outline of that object. And then when he's talking about the gimbal, which is where this UFO begins to, twist and turn and looks like it's spinning on its axis, that's very much like the flare of the lens on a camera that when you turn your camera, the scene remains the same as you look at it, but the the flare on the lens begins to move. So again, here, it's not really anything too extraordinary. Once you realize that the camera, as it moves, to try to track it by the, the axis that the camera is on, it looks like it's a lens flare that's, that's showing the heat that makes this object look as if it's rotating. And here's the third and final breakdown video of the go fast video.
1: The go fast video probably shows a balloon. It's not moving fast, it's not skimming the water. And you can verify this yourself because all the information you need is in the numbers on the screen. You just need a little high school trigonometry. The apparent speed is just an effect caused by parallax.
0: You know parallax. Parallax is when you're driving in the car and the trees look like they're moving by you really fast. And then you see a mountain a little in the distance and that's moving, but then the mountain behind that, it looks like it's moving backwards. So you have this this passing of objects. And when you have parallax, you have one object in the distance and one object in the foreground. Our eyes deceive us. But what Mick is saying is, well, if you look at the numbers and you actually do a little bit of math, which would take some time and some know-how how to break that down, you can see that, well, this is just probably a balloon that's not as close to the surface as the pilot or as the radar might pick it up or might think that it is. So again, it's not a a, a drone, most likely it's not a drone moving at hypersonic speeds, but it's likely to be a weather balloon, quite boring. These three videos are not as interesting as they
1: seem, and they all have quite plausible explanations. The Navy probably arrived at similar conclusions that these are simply things like aircraft, drones, or balloons. But because of the default operational security regulations, no one can talk about it. And that opened the door to all this speculation. Hopefully I've cleared it up a little. Visiting aliens are always a possible explanation for any UFO video. But these videos don't show evidence of any kind of advanced technology. So unfortunately, the real explanations, while fun to investigate, are probably pretty boring.
0: Boring. Always, oftentimes, oftentimes, the truth is quite boring. And we love to live in in conspiracy world and fantasy world, but oftentimes the truth Especially the truth of these videos is quite boring. And you'd think, you'd also think that if this was really a top secret alien exposing video or truth that the US government wanted to make sure that no one ever saw, they would be able to keep it under wraps uh, much better than they did. We've seen the power of censorship that these platforms have. So the fact that these videos are out there free floating when people got videos taken down for saying way less controversial things, you have to wonder, okay, maybe this really is nothing. And maybe the military already knows what these things are, but they just have to release it to the public. And by keeping the story going, there is probably some incentive that the government has to keep this, maybe it is a UFO story going, maybe it is China, maybe it is Russia, who knows? There is definitely incentive for that. And here is Dr. David Clark, who this was an interview from The Daily Star, which is, you know, uh, kind of a tabloid magazine. But regardless, it's a great clip. Here's Dr. David Clark.
1: The, the, they've got a real dilemma here because they've been forced by the pressure of the media and by these um, senators who believe in aliens to produce this report. And obviously, they've got to produce the report because that they've been asked to by the Senate. But the dilemma they've got is if they are actually themselves creating these sightings by their own um, military technology. Because if the Russians and Chinese are doing it on the Americans, you can you can be absolutely sure the Americans are doing exactly the same. Um, they'll be using hypersonic um, drone technology to spy on the Russians and the Chinese. And they don't want to blow the gaff by saying, oh, yeah, we know that the Russians are doing it on us.
0: <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> so absolutely. In ev-
1: it, from from the point of view of the intelligence services, keep the UFOs flying.
0: There it you is. Know, if you, if you- keep the UFOs flying. Keep the UFOs flying. That, that narrative, out of everything that I, I looked through on this, that makes the most amount of sense. It would make the most amount of sense that even if it is, even if it is Chinese or Russian or whatever other advanced country that might be spying on the United States, well, why would you say it? Because by saying it, you'd be admitting as well that you are doing the same thing to your neighbors. Here is another clip from uh, Sky News with Leroy Chiao, a former astronaut uh, with NASA. Here's Leroy.
5: These objects are
0: probably some kind of secret military program. And uh, what these pilots saw were, you know, were real. They saw them and they they uh, filmed and photographed them. And the Pentagon, I'm, I'm assuming, declassified them because uh, there was a lot of speculation going out there. They had already been leaked. So uh, why not come out and say, okay, these, these films are genuine. They do exist, uh, but we don't know what they are. So if you don't think that Mick West's breakdown Maybe you can go to his channel and you can look into that breakdown more, but if you don't think that his breakdown was compelling enough and you think, well, maybe they really still are actual flying objects with crazy advanced technology, maybe like incredible drones, warp speed, maybe they're using some gravitational force and... You know, special alloys that create their own gravitational field that allows it to move through the time space continuum. If you still think that, if you still think that, well, maybe it is, a, maybe it's not an alien from outer space, but maybe it is technology that was gained through the opening of portals, through, through communication with these trans dimensional beings that the US government is testing out. You you can come back to this argument right here, and you can say, okay, as Leroy was saying, well, they're going to declassify these just to keep the peace. And if they really were, if the government actually knew that this was theirs, I don't think they'd be sharing them. Why? Why wouldn't they come clean? Well, as President Obama said,
3: well, you know, that's that's what we're instructed to say. That's
0: what we're instructed to say. But here's the. And the most interesting thing, when I, in reading, the question that we should be asking, the question that we should be asking is not what did we see, but where did we see these objects? Because if we say, well, what did we see? And all of a sudden we are, we're seeing all these crazy different types of unidentified flying objects and, and phenomenon all over the place, that's one thing. But when all of a sudden we begin to ask the question, where did we see it, a new picture comes to light. And where these sightings are happening, a majority of these sightings are happening, are in two places. The first place is on the East Coast. There have been 15 hotspots reported on the East Coast of UFO sightings between 2016 and 2020. And There have been eight, and now on the East Coast, a majority of those on the East Coast have happened right around North and South Carolina in a very concentrated area. There's maybe one up uh, North in Massachusetts, one down in Atlanta area, Georgia, and one down near Florida. But the majority are happening in one specific section of the East Coast, and the others are happening in the Southwest around Las Vegas and Arizona, all places that are known for having secret, top secret military bases and restricted airspace. If you look further at the East Coast unidentified sightings, you would see that about 15 of these, of these sightings all happened within military range restricted airspace. So you see this, this airspace that is off the coast of the United States that is all restricted military airspace where, where they know that this is military testing is being done. Just like in, in uh, Arizona and Las Vegas, it's well known that these are military airspace. So you have to ask yourself, why is it that these sightings are happening there? Is it because there is actually U.S. military technology that we don't know about? So let's take it a step back. We, we have gone over the fact that it's most likely not aliens from another planet. Maybe, I think maybe it could be transdimensional beings that for some reason, for some odd reason, that they need spacecrafts to move around in the natural realm. I'm kind of not buying that one either. That then goes to crossing out the, the alien life forms, and we go to, is it a visual phenomenon or is it military technology, no matter whose military technology it is? Well, we can say there is clear evidence to point to the fact that we could. We could actually dismiss these, at least these, these three videos as merely being A visual phenomenon. They're they're quite explainable. But if we say, well, that doesn't convince us enough, we can always go to the drone and US or Russia or Chinese military uh, intelligence or technology that is either operating in military airspace or trying to spy on foreign military airspace, which then would bring us to the next question of: well, who has what to gain? Who has what to gain? these stories being pushed out, if the government really wanted to censor these things, we've seen the power of big tech that has merged in so many ways with political agendas across the world. We've seen it. We've talked about it at length on the show. So we know that if they really, really wanted to shut this down and censor it, that could easily happen and it could have happened many years ago but it's not. So who has what to gain? Well, if you remember back in 2019, the United States inaugurated a what? A Space Force as one of the eight branches of the U.S. Armed Forces. Each one of those branches with a lot of high ranking officials. And with the Space Force, you kind of need someone to fight. If you want to get a lot of money funneled into your program, to manufacture new weapons, to build new technology, you have to convince the public that there is a credible threat to make us and command us and to give us incentive to invest billions and billions and trillions of dollars into new technology of drones or lasers or some sort of spacecrafts to fight what? Well, to at least fight the UFOs to at least fight the aliens that might be coming you know across the galaxy any millennial now any billions of years now they might traverse the galaxy and arrive here we should be ready in case that day would ever come or at least to fight off the hypersonic missiles and weapons that the the enemies of the United States have so we need some sort of incentive to garner and spend tax dollars on these new hypersonic uh, drones and weapons and technology. And so I think there is a lot of incentive. If you begin to follow the money, you can begin to see a, a little bit of a clearer picture of who has what incentives to keep what story going. And if it was really something that was so top secret and so earth shattering, you better believe that it would have been shut down a long time ago for sure. So that's all. There it is. There's my my take on the UFOs. Of course, as you know from the previous episode, I believe in transdimensional beings. I have no problem with that. Do I think that's the case here? No, I do not. So if you have believers in your family, if you have non-believers or skeptics in your family, share this with them and it, it will start a good debate, at least, which might give you that itch that you're looking for uh, when we you know, want to believe in conspiracy theories. So share this with your 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 alien believing friends, Pop some of their weather balloon bubbles. And uh, at least maybe it will elicit some critical thinking within your community. And that's what we're after here at the show. And that's what I'm after. If we can think critically, if we can use our mental faculties to ask better questions, that's always something that makes me happy, that makes me feel like this is a success. If you got value out of the show, one way that you can give value back is by visiting LucasSkRobot, the L-U-C-A-S-S-K-Robot.com, and you can give value for value there to support this podcast. Also, you can listen to this app on the Breeze app where you can stream Satoshis, which if you don't know what a Satoshi is, it's like the tiny sense of a Bitcoin If a Bitcoin was a dollar, a Satoshi would be a cent. Uh, And so you can stream Satoshis as you listen to the show, but don't go away. We'll be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives so that we can own our future and weave our destinies, because you and I, I want to weave my destiny, I want to fulfill every desire, every promise, every thing that I was put on this earth to do, and the only way that we can do it is if we take action in our life, if we discern the things that are true, and then we apply it to our lives, and that's why I love this segment, and I love doing this show because I want to apply it to my life, I want to learn. I want to grow. The quote of the day, it's kind of a quote, and it's not really quite aged, and it's really from the 1970s, which is, follow the money. Now, you've probably seen a thousand CIA, FBI, CSI shows, murder mysteries, and they're always saying, you know, follow the love or follow the money. If there's a mystery that's out there, most likely it can be solved by figuring out who stands to benefit from this story. Now, of course, you can say, "Well, are you are you implying that the people who said this, they're just doing it for the money?" No, I'm not. I'm not implying that. Uh, you know, if I saw that, I'd probably be like, "You know, I this is what I saw. I can't explain it." Even if it's someone else can debunk it inexplainable, explainable, I can understand why someone who really experienced that might say, "Well, you know, I don't know. This is still what I saw." So, I'm not trying to point to the fact that anything that anyone does has some incentive of money. But when I look at these big macro narratives, these big macro pictures that we often talk about here on the show, I often think to myself, okay, well, who stands to benefit? Who, what party, what part of this narrative is serving someone? It's often how I look at it. Now, the the actual catchphrase of "follow the money" was popularized in the 1970s, 1976 documentary film called *All the President's Men*, and which suggests that uh, corrupt politicians can be brought to light by following the money trail. And in many ways, that has proved true. And it is a tactic; it is a tool that is frequently used to expose corrupt politicians. Figuring out well. Who's lobbying them? Where's the money coming from? Where's the money going to? And we've seen this with all of the, the, the conspiracy theories that we've seen over the last year, all the, the crazy things that have happened over the last year. And 2020 was the greatest transfer wealth of all of history, from the middle class to the ultra-rich. M- millions, I don't know about millions, hundreds and thousands of small businesses went under and Amazon grew like crazy. There was incentives there. There's for sure incentives to keep things like lockdowns rolling. Why? Because people can make money off of them. People can achieve their agenda of whether that money is power or love or actual money, fame, you can always follow that. And so I wanted to move it back to our own selves. And looking at what is the motives sometimes driving the things that we do in our hearts. Now, notice there's a funny phenomenon that happens. That whenever someone does something to us that is wrong or someone messes up, we can quickly point to me like, ah, see, I just knew that they were bad. I just look what they did. Ah, their motives were clearly wrong. We often can assume that other people's motives or intentions or incentives are inherently corrupt, or or we just overlook the intentions altogether, and we just look solely at the actions. And yet, when it comes to us, we say, well, man, you just you just got to understand, you know, you just you must not know my intentions, I would never intend to hurt you. Uh, if you're married, don't ever say that in your marriage, because uh, that normally doesn't go well. If you're going around and be like, well, I didn't intend to hurt you, darling. Well, it's like, okay, yeah, I hope not. I mean, maybe someone did or does i mean there people do very intentionally look to hurt people but oftentimes we can assume well our intentions are good and pure always most people think that but there are people who have intentions and sometimes in our hearts we have intentions to hurt other people and so oftentimes we can judge ourselves not based on our actions but based on our intentions or based on what we feel like our motives are, And so the point to bring home is even when we're looking at these macro narratives of, well, who, who is benefiting from these stories, we can take a step back in our lives and say, okay, who am I benefiting from the narratives that I believe, from the narratives that I'm pushing, from the following the money in my own life? Now, money isn't inherently evil. It's the love of money that is evil. We all need money. But oftentimes, or there are times, where we can begin to follow the money or follow our incentives in our own life to understand better the actions that we're taking, the habits that we're forming. And often, there are times that those habits that we're forming may help us in the short term But in the long term of our life, will hurt us and be detrimental to our lives, be detrimental to our relationships. So one of the ways that we can change our actions and our behaviors is by changing the incentives. And when we begin to see the long term, the very long term goals, having that legacy of how can I leave something that lasts for generations, and when we change that incentives and we move that money from the short term into something that's long term, we can begin to act differently in the world. Finally, when we're approached and, and faced with conspiracies and controversies that really tickle our ears, that sound really fuzzy and warm, it makes us feel like we're caught up in some, some you know, take down the big, bad, whatever, wolf We don't always have to fall for it. We can stay sober-minded and grounded, not get swept away with conspiracy theories, which oftentimes just eat up our emotional energy. Thanks for listening. That's all I have for today. Go out this week and uncover your purpose, uncover the reason that you are placed here, and you can do that by discerning truth, by discerning what is real. And I really do believe that you are then able to, with the power of truth and knowing why you're here, own your future.